Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm afraid to quote anything from this episode. It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the sitcoms of the 20th century from I Love Lucy to News Radio. I am your TV guy, Brett White. I am also a drag queen known as Barb Hardly when I have more time to uh, prepare. <laughs> and say hello to the P-R-E to my Z-E-N-T, Ethan K. Hello, Ethan. Hello, Brett. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, I'm doing uh, I'm doing uh, great. Great to hear. Uh, I in on. On the Barb front, I will always plug uh, that I did. I did my third show. Is this now two episodes in a row where I've been like, I just performed. Hopefully this is a new trend. I'm excited for you. The fact <laughs> that you're doing more shows out, doing shows all over the country. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You know, not just in Manhattan or so Queens. Queen, well, Queens, Tennessee, Queens. But I did. Uh, so I essentially wore what I you can go back and watch. What was the last wings? I wore what I wore in the Wings episode, the gold diggers, uh, <laughs> gold sequin like bustier thing. And I did a Get Smart esque number. I used some Get Smart Nick at Night clips, and it was to uh, Nancy Sinatra's Last of the Secret Agents. And then went into a mashup of that song with Doja Cat's Boss Bitch. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we should totally do um, get smart because I I have not seen that show since I was a very young sp- sprout. <laughs> I think Back I've only we've done. I think we've only done the first episode. Oh, on this podcast, and that was probably three years ago. And um, and the first episode is in black and white. So you're not even getting because Get Smart, I feel like, is a show that's famously in color. Like it's so. Yeah. 1966 color that to do with the black and white episode was like, oh, well, OK. Well, all that great spy fi works so much better in color. Yeah. Um, all that great <laughs> stuff, in the, the 60s and the 70s, all that great spy stuff. Oh. So yeah, it was it was fun to get to uh, go out, perform, take a lift, uh, you know, to a venue. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, everyone can check out Barb Hardley's social, uh, Barb Hardley's YouTube, because the video of the performance is uh, there. Um, how's it going? Things are good. We um, were about to take a little trip, but we just got back. Uh, take from... a little trip. Take a little take trip. A little trip. Take a little trip with Mickey, right? 
Yeah, we're going to Disney. <laughs> uh, but we uh, two weeks ago for for Megan's birthday, we did go to Chicago, uh, one of my favorite towns, one of my favorite cities. Uh, and we hit it's the it's Adler that Pit. toddling town, that right? toddling that town. To- um, what what that? Yeah, we don't need to unpack. You'll, what you'll that have is. the time, the time <laughs> of your life. I saw a man. He danced with his wife in Chicago, of all places. Um, we went to the Adler Planetarium, which is fantastic. Uh, didn't know what to expect. The only planetariums I've really been to have been with science centers where it's kind of like a little minor thing or my junior high had a planetarium and we used it once or twice. Oh, wow. Uh, but Adler Planetarium is fantastic. Amazing shows. Uh, we did the Field Museum where it saw Sue the Tyrannosaurus. We went to the Art Institute, which uh, I love. I love art museums. We had so much fun. Uh, and they're right now they're having their impressionist exhibit. And I don't really care for the impressionists. Hey, leave this... Rich Little alone, but <laughs> still alive. <laughs> <laughs> As of this recording date, Rich Little is still alive. Um, but they had a, a presentation on four or five impressionists that all knew each other and were kind of friends and kind of rivals. So it showed that. Sometimes they would just get together and paint the same thing and paint it from oh. like a different day. So you'd see Van Gogh's version. You'll see someone else's version. That's and fun. It was pretty neat. And we also hit up, what was the last one? The Shed Aquarium. So had a great time there. Love Chicago. Can't wait to go back. Well, that brings me to um, what I've been watching recently. Ooh. Uh, which is the Bob Newhart show. <laughs> so that's <laughs> now because Bob's birthday was the 5th of September. He's 94. Um, there's a really beautiful uh, video on his Facebook page that they shared. That's like just 20 minutes of celebrities saying happy birthday to him. I mean, I'm talking Ben Stiller, Jimmy Kimmel, Julia Duffy, uh, Lisa Kudrow, Conan O'Brien. Like, yeah, it's it's like crazy. But then like watching it after a while, it starts to feel very like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they all think he's dying soon is where my depressive yeah. mind goes. Well, but also, but also this is his first birthday without his wife because his wife passed away um, fairly recently. Was he on the video Ooh. himself? No. No, it was oh. just a like it was like it was like a gift. Um, you know, here's yeah. happy birthday. So I don't know. So like because of that, I was like, well, I need to uh, you know, just watch. So I've watched a couple more episodes this week, which just <sighs> yeah, reminds me why I love uh that show and uh him enough that I, you know, have named my entire alter ego after him. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I can't. I have nothing to say to that other than I've never <laughs> seen a Bob Newhart show. I don't believe I've seen him perform in anything other than a guest role. It was one of those shows or multiple yeah. shows that was wasn't on when I was growing up and watching television regularly. Man, Nick at Night. That's where Nick at Night had Bob Newhart. And then when I was in college, TV Land played Bob Newhart's show. And I think Mary Tyler Moore at like 10 a.m. And so I used to watch it. I mean, I kind of would plan college courses around like, you know, can I be at home to just watch the Bob Newhart show before I go to school? And what's what I connect with it and what, what that really reminds me of is that like so much of the Bob Newhart show is 
what I thought adulthood would be. And like a lot of my <laughs> ideas of adulthood and manhood all come from the Bob Newhart show and Bob Newhart. And so it hmm. always feels really uh, soothing, but the older I get way more bittersweet <laughs> wow. because it's like, yeah, man, uh, that version of adulthood don't exist anymore. I will <laughs> never. I'm gone by. It's like, there's, I mean, I know I am currently sitting in a den of immaturity, <laughs> but I like, I would, I would like to have a nice adult apartment with adult, uh, you know, with adult decor and I wear a suit every day to work. And I like, I would like, you know, to own land, <laughs> but, but, uh, but I'm just, I feel like I'm, you know, we're all perpetually doomed to always be in, uh, positions of low status. Well, as someone who owns very little land here in Westchester County, I can say that uh, lawns are a pain in the ass and everything costs money. Mm-hmm. We're thinking we're we're kind of like playing with the idea. What if we just take a lot of wildflower seeds and just chuck them everywhere <laughs> and then that turns into the lawn and we don't have to take care of it and it becomes a home for insects and animals and bees that and sounds, that sounds terrifying to me (laughs) (laughs) jesus christ i don't want all those neighbors um well we've we've had a deer for a little while we call him we call him our son our gang son who lives outside and keeps weird hours he just likes to hang out just under a bush where it's warm during the hot days and uh he comes and goes as he pleases we haven't seen him like Groot in infinity war that's like infinity war (laughs) that's the perfect example i'm glad that you He's a gangly, gangly teenage son. Um, yeah. So what have you been uh, enjoying or well, watching? Nothing, and not nothing that's been um, as impactful or momentous or significant as Bob Newhart. Oh, I mean, I'm just wild over here. But we've been watching Monty Python. Oh, we uh, it started while we were in Chicago and we talked about it. And it was Megan threw out a quote and I was just kind of like, what? What's that from? And she's like. Monty Python, don't you know? And I had to admit, I'd only seen maybe the first seven episodes of Monty Python. So I've seen zero. So it's all on Netflix. Um, unexpurgated, beloved. And we watched the first season and absolutely thought the world of it. So we're we're continually watching it. But the one that everyone needs to see is not Monty Python, it's one piece. See one piece, it's on <laughs> Netflix. I had such a great reaction to it. Absolutely loved it. Um, I want them to make a second, third, fourth season, fifth season. Keep it going. It is great. Oh, yeah. It's uh, like so Netflix. It'll get three seasons over the course of the next six years. Unless <laughs> your name is Stranger Things, and then we'll just keep well, adding seasons. Over the course of an even longer amount of time. Yeah. They're oh. like, can we take two years between seasons? Yeah, sure nuts uh and i and uh netflix i mean i just watched uh, the ultimatum marry or move on season two so so that's you know that's what i do the whole season well yeah i have to because it's it's your job my job that and big brother jesus christ big brother is huge in britain okay it's big brother it's big. It has a devoted following in America. I've never watched Big Brother before. This is the first year that I'm watching it. And 
it is maybe the cringiest TV show that I have ever seen <laughs> in my life. This year, there's an entire conceit about the the BB multiverse because they're doing they're doing like a multiverse thing as if that isn't played out and also old. And all of the like missions and challenges come from the BB comic verse or the BB uh, scary verse or the and and then they all have to like man it's just like a really lame LARP where no one really wants to everyone's here like we're here to scheme and try to win money and the show is like making them pretend like well I just got sent to the nether realm like you did not (laughs) you had to go into a room like it's like don't make these poor people also have to play along with your third grade LARPing and it's wild Um, but that's my life how do we transition from that into the episode that we watched? Uh, because since all the Big Brother contestants are under camera 24 hours a day, the cameras keep catching uh, cast members saying slurs. So, life with Luigi. Life this with week, Luigi. We're traveling to September 22nd, 1952. Monkey Business uh, rolled the box office. I Went to Your Wedding by Patty Page topped the charts. And CBS aired the Life with Luigi episode Citizenship. Ethan, you must have seen Citizenship before today. Before you mentioned this this week, I had never heard of Life with Luigi, the radio show or the television show. Yeah. Um, but there's a reason that we chose this this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, I don't it's not it's not just like we we dug up the most offensive thing from September 22nd, 1952 that we could find. I mean, and and also who knows about. if this was it either also. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of competition. No, so what I want to do for this next round because we have done a lot of more esoteric and short-run sitcoms recently because they're fascinating. But I wanted to do like, well, let's do the heavy hitters. Let's like I'm going to like crunch the numbers and figure out what is the most popular sitcom of the decade and what i was surprised to learn are the 1950s it's, it's i love lucy obviously but we just did i love lucy and so first of all let me preface with most comedy it seems in the 1950s was variety shows and comedy shows yeah. and like cigarette companies presenting things to people so <laughs> there weren't that many sitcoms and like father knows best and make room for daddy don't didn't start until like later on in the decade so they haven't really gotten the foothold yet life with luigi's one season uh did 13 episodes yeah spread out essentially a second season kind of a hard (laughs) reboot a hard uh for 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 noble reasons (laughs) yeah so but I mean, just to jump ahead, like we're going to it was the third it was the 13th highest rated show of the TV season. I believe it was the second highest rated sitcom and one in three TV sets were tuned into this show. Yeah, this six point five million. Yeah. Out of the 17 million TVs that were um active. So like. And also that's because I love Lucy was its lead in, but also because Life with Luigi had a radio pedigree people knew it it was it was pre-existing ip and it's pre-existing ip from a known hit hit maker i know that you always go into the names of the people who made this but the name of the most important person to remember is cy howard 
Cy Howard knocked it out of the damn park with his with his radio show, My Friend Irma. My oh, friend Irma, okay. I, I I actually I put a little map together of how oh this. Oh my god! Went. My friend Irma has a radio show, 1947, and it's a story of a dumb blonde and her smart roommate, and they they live in a boarding house where there's some kooky people, and she has her her job working for a law office. It's a hit. Not only is it a hit. It, it expands to other media, a comic strip, a comic Ooh. book written by Stan Lee and, and drawn by and drawn by Dan DiCarlo from yeah. Archie fame. Irma's huge. So life, Cy Howard hit maker. He in 1948, a year after my, my friend Irma airs on radio airs, um, comes up with Life with Luigi. Now, we've been dancing around the point, the plot of Life of Luigi, Life with Luigi, but it is an Italian immigrant played by an Irishman. He's Irish, he's not Italian. Um, li- comes yeah. to America and has funny misunderstandings and life with the immigrant I- experience, which is also a huge hit. Understandably, yeah. you know, you can imagine that it has a built-in audience. Anyone who is an immigrant in the last, you know, 30 years is going to be interested in this show. So it's huge. 1948, Life with Luigi comes on. My friend Irma hits TV January 1952. Um, Not as big a hit. Is but, that with uh, God Marie Wilson as Irma? Yeah, she... Marie Wilson. Okay, so, so I need to show you. I just looked this up, and Ethan, I feel like I have a drag look that I have got to do. I just sent. Was, I just sent it. And... She was a gorgeous blonde. She could do the publicity. She could do the the the, the TV show. This TV look. Show. She is. She looks amazing. She has like a huge hat and matching yep. opera gloves that are like pinstriped like almost surrealist and that she's essentially wearing what looks like almost i mean it's probably a satin but it looks almost like a liquid metal um <laughs> like bustier and then a huge flower in her hand like it's like this is amazing <laughs> I hate so, to, we need to, let's just do my friend irma stop recording we can do my friend irma because the show <laughs> lasted 32 episodes 39 episodes so the weird cross pollination begins to happen. The My Friend Irma radio show stars male cast members Alan Reed and Hans Conried. We know Alan Reed because he's Fred Flintstone. Oh yeah, and we know Hans Conried because he's Captain Hook. Oh God! So Hans Conried does double duty. Starts doing the German voice for life with luigi so he's on two hit huge hit wait is he schultz Uh, yes he's schultz oh man my he's great (laughs) he plays schultz but there's a weird there's there's weirdness so when life with luigi gets the inevitable tv uh tv series alan reed from the rate the my friend irma radio show comes in and becomes pasquale the the scheming landlord 
And Hans Conried, who's been playing Schultz, he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so we've got Alan Reed, again, heavy hitter. Big, I mean, he is a big name. He he did uh, 38 episodes of Duffy's Tavern. He was in Breakfast at Tiffany's. He was Dumb Dumb in Touche Turtle and Dumb Dumb. So you've got Alan Reed. And you're also you've also got um Mary Ship, who you saw, we saw in this episode. I'm I know I'm, I'm this is crazy guy with the uh <laughs> with the with the pegboard. Mary Ship is playing the night school teacher in I Love Luigi. Mm-hmm. When I Love Luigi is canceled. Or Life with Luigi. Life with Luigi, sorry. <laughs> but yeah. Um ooh. uh Mary Ship moves over to my friend Irma. <laughs> She becomes the new roommate for my friend Irma. I know this sounds so weird. Well, he just like, he's like Aaron Sorkin or whatever. He's like, I like 12 actors. Yeah. So these, the, these actors get reshuffled and uh, my friend Irma then gets canceled because it does not survive very well in live action TV, but it becomes a series of two movies my friend Irma and my friend Irma goes west. Whoa, Jesus Christ. In my head, I joked. I said in my head and, and Irma goes west. And then you said it for real. <laughs> well, maybe you've heard of it because my friend Irma was the the live, the, the movie debut of Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis. Oh, my God. So it, this is it's just absolutely fucking wild. Cy Howard also ended up writing. um 52 episodes of the Smothers Brothers before passing away. Oh, good for him. Yeah, he died in like early 70s. I think I yeah. came across his uh, a bit. So it, it's this weird network of everybody's in everybody's shows. Hans, Hans Conrad is in both of them, but doesn't want to do TV. Suddenly there's Martin and Lewis and they're just jumping ship and shows are. But anyway, uh, Life with Luigi is kind of this weird nexus point. For Fred Flintstone, uh, Captain Hook, Captain D. Hook. Martin and Lewis. <laughs> uh, well, and so I also found out something about one of the other co-writers, Mac Benoff. Um, I wish I should have looked into this more, but he was called in. Uh, someone was accused of being a communist, and I found articles that like Mac Benoff was brought in to testify in front of the House on American Activities Committee. Uh, so that was fun and this was and it was like life with luigi writer mac <laughs> benoff and this is like months after it's been canceled so if, 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 if you if you haven't gotten the idea yet listeners and viewers life with luigi is extremely offensive <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah so let's get into it because there's a lot Sort of. Uh, this week on Must FC TV, we're talking about Life with Luigi episode Citizenship. It is the first episode of season one. It was written by uh, Matt Benoff of the Act Committee, Lou Derman, and Cy Howard, discoverer of Jerry Lewis, and, and directed Lou, by Lou Derman, wrote 129 episodes of Mr. Ed. Work, Lou. Thank you so much. I love that show. Are, are uh, directed we, uh, by. Are, Oh, sorry. No, directed by Norman Tokar. Here's how IMDb describes the episode. As Luigi prepares to take his U.S. citizenship test, he is unaware that Pasquale is plotting to sabotage his chances when Luigi refuses to marry his fat daughter. Ethan, how accurate is that description? It's accurate. It makes me just 
boil. <laughs> like, uh, when when I read that description before watching the episode, I was like, oh, we chose the right one. This is going to be wild. Now, um, these episodes are not available uh, on DVD, as far as I can tell. Um, they're not on Daily Motion. There are three episodes that are on YouTube. Citizenship is the first episode of of the of this season. Uh, it lasted another 13 episodes um, does it, while the radio show lasted at least 171. Um, but this only lasted 13 episodes. Yep. And so let's get it. So I don't know, kind of, a, I'll just, as I, so I found all these newspaper articles. And so as we just, as we've mentioned the premise of life with Luigi, I mean, this episode starts with like the first words are like, mama mia, <laughs> like, I know, you know, uh, because he's I guess maybe every episode is framed around him writing a letter back to his mother back in Italy. Uh, this Irish actor um, who is oh, playing. He, he, the, the Irish actor is, is J. Carol Nash, by the way, who was famous in Hollywood for playing any other race aside from yeah. Irish. He only played yeah. Irish once with in Rio Bravo with John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> but I did find out that he uh, owns he his family owns a 300 year old castle in Ireland. So like the roots run deep, but he doesn't want anything to do with them on camera. <laughs> well, he, uh, yes. Well, he, he wasn't be, because he had dark hair. He wasn't hired to play Irish roles. So he uh, ended up playing Native Americans. Yeah, African Americans, Italians, especially. That's a big one. Um, Indians from India. Like, it's not a good look. Jeez. So. So so before anyone out there starts decrying like woke culture run amok, let's look at this newspaper article from December 29th, 1952 uh, from the Akron Beacon Journal in Ohio, uh, written by Art Cullison. Uh, headline, Italians and others call the program objectionable. Uh, once quickly around the radio TV beat, uh, Life with Luigi, despite its high ratings, helped along by the fact that it follows I Love Lucy, may be fading from television soon. There have been too many complaints from viewers, and not all of them Italians, that the show is objectionable. It does tend to perpetuate the Italian stereotype and put such immigrants in a bad light. There haven't been so many protests about the radio character, also portrayed by J. Carol Nash for some reason or another. I'm going to editorialize and say... Maybe because, like, what you see in Life with Luigi is probably way worse than what you imagine when you just listen to it because you're seeing him. Okay, anyway, um, the TV sponsor is known to be considering Red Buttons, a prom uh, promising young comedian. Wow, promising young comedian for the 9.30 p.m. Monday time slot. Uh, Buttons' Tuesday night show ended its brief run last week. So, yeah, so, like, people were calling it. Now... Uh, I do want to point out that J. Carol Nash uh, had his own take on <laughs> on what uh, what was happening. Let me find find this because it is very uh, delusional. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, um, Jesus Christ! I will edit this part out. Well, I can I can chime in with a little bit more background. Yeah. He was in the Merchant Marines, and in the Merchant Marines, he learned eight different languages and dialects. So that's where he kind of got this, I can do any voice, I can play any character. He was nominated for two Academy Awards oh God. For, for Sahara with Humphrey Bogart and a medal for Benny, 
which uh, I don't I don't know. He did not win either time, but some of his uh, some of his greatest hits. Ugh, uh, Annie, get your gun where he played chief sitting bull. Oh. <laughs> um, Sahara with Humphrey Bogart, where he played Giuseppe. Mm-hmm. Um, the new adventures of Charlie Chan, where he played Charlie Chan. Oh, oh God, that's a big deal. I mean, that's um, and he for fans of goofy nerd shit, he was Dr. Daka in the Batman serial 1943. Wow. But so yeah, like this is <laughs> so, like this is radioactive. It is yeah. so Uh, So Life with Luigi is airing, you know, we get to the halfway point and then that article comes out in December of 52 saying a lot of people are saying this ain't good. And and the sponsors are spooked. Uh, So so this is from February 1953 during so like it's already been canceled and uh, they don't know what they're doing. So CBS wants J. Carol Nash to resume Life with Luigi on TV, but he has refused. He wants a TV show which will not limit his scope to one character. Carol says that since he's a known violently anti-commie, real commies using Italian names have written in to protest his playing Luigi. But as a matter of record, he's been honored by many outstanding legitimate Italian organizations in this country. (laughs) Wow, you just you just shocked the hell out of me with that. He thinks he's lying. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'm getting tons of fan mail no you tons can't see it <laughs> communists are writing in it's all communists <laughs> uh so then we'll get to what the solution was uh later let's so like yeah this episode uh starts uh with luigi in his antique shop i do like there is no setup like no, they fully are treating you like this is phase three of the Luigi Cinematic Universe. You should have already done your done your homework. You know all these people. You know who they do. You know who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. You we're right there. He's writing yeah. a letter to his mama, his mama yeah. Mia. This and that was the framing device on the the radio show is that he starts off with Mama Mia, this great thing happened to me, and he ends it weirdly with he calls himself and goodbye, you're a little immigrant. Yikes. Yikes um, indeed. I, do we I feel say Mamma Mia about this stuff? This do we like, say Mamma Mia because of this? I don't know. Like or yeah, man, that would be wild if because if this I'm not gonna look this up at all, but I'm don't saying look. wild if true. Uh yeah, so he's talking about citizenship. He's like super excited because he's gonna be taking the test. Uh is it Pasquale who is his landlord and I'm assuming an Italian American? Right? Because he runs yes, an Italian Pascale. restaurant. Yeah. Uh, is he played by an Italian? Hold on. I need to take a break real, real, real quick. Mm. I'll be right back. I just need to blow out a candle. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sorry. I, I, I hate to make you edit. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. <clears throat> uh is you know i'm just going to assume that pascal was played by an italian american we're just not no gonna... pascal no, of course played by a tel- he was no. played by fred flintstone oh who's a caveman alan american alan <laughs> reed who uh yeah he by the end of his life he was doing a lot of cartoon voices so 
Yeah, so like this is where Pasquale's like, hey, you know, you don't have to take a test. You could just marry my daughter, um, which is a big ask. And that's when uh, Luigi's presented as, of course, um, understandable and logical responses. No, she's fat. She's fat. She's played by, and I know I'm just throwing the trivia at you. She's played by Jody Gilbert, who was an actor through the 1930s, 1940s, 1950s, who was big, whatever. Mm-hmm. But she's also she, she was tall too. Like she was as tall as Pasquale. Like, yeah. And she and she, but she was like known as a comedian. Good. Like she was she she was in I think the Bank Dick with W. C. Fields, and she was she played opposite uh, Shemp Howard. In one of my favorite movies, Hell's a Poppin'. Ah. Um, so she's she was like a known comedic quantity throughout uh Hollywood throughout like Maybe this that's time. why there was a reaction when she shows up at the end. Like people recognized her probably. I mean, Maybe. this is 1952, so she went uncredited for a lot of stuff. Oh, boo. And it, which um, does kind of suck. So, but like, so he's an antiques dealer, and then this woman walks in. Well, he's like holding this bust of Washington, and he's like, uh, first. Oh man, shouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> it's really well, flirting. Uh, we'll just use our transatlantic accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's like, you know, this is the first president. I mean, just imagine that I'm like Mario saying all this. Uh, he's the first president, President eight seventeen eighty nine or something. I don't know. Uh, and and then this woman comes in and is like, I want that bust, and Pasquale like sells it to her, saying like, really hyping it up, saying that like this was given to him after the battle of blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's the the situation is that Luigi is very excited about he's going to take a citizenship test. He's going to be an American like his hero, George Washington. He's got this bust and this woman suddenly just wants to buy it. And he's like, no, no, I can't sell this bust. And Pascal is like, no, you're a shop. You sell things. So yeah. he got fifty dollars for it. Which, oh, which is, geez, has five hundred and seventy six dollars in American uh current uh, american dollars and in current new york city rent that'll cover a fifth of it for that yeah. month <laughs> yeah. but this is all like part of pasquale's scheme because after this happens he's like you shouldn't have sold that washington bus because you just broke the like the wpa yeah the washington God, Was- uh, Washington peddled by aliens. A- uh, yes, cool. Yeah, the and WPA so, is you know the Works Progress Administration, which helped the the country recover after the Great Depression. But he uses it as a legal thing to oh. say that oh, you shouldn't have sold that Washington bust because I'm gonna some they're, they're gonna take you in front of the judge and they are going to arrest you and you're gonna go to jail and you're not gonna be a citizen. Unless you marry my Rosa. Yes. So he is understandably freaked out. The next scene, I do kind of appreciate this. uh, The very like scene, scene, scene. Like it's a very chunk, you know, episode of television, which is nice. It's the same way that it was done. I love Lucy. I feel it was the same way. Yeah, um, like we're not cutting back and forth between a lot of stuff. It's very much like now we're going to move to the night school where he is taught with a lovable cast of just a whole bunch of people doing accents. And I really yeah. liked Schultz, although considering 
the country of origin and the time. <laughs> this Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This takes place really worried about what he was doing 10 years prior. <laughs> um, well, the actor Sig Rugman uh, was doing MGM pictures with the Marx Brothers. He was in Night at the Opera, Day at the Races, um, uh, Night in Casablanca. He did a, he did the the lesser some of the lesser okay. Marx films, but also Night at the Opera, which is a great film. He's good. He has some really good jokes that I cannot remember because I did not write them down. Uh, they were just, he was it was jokes. It was it yeah, wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was. It wasn't reactions as much as kind of like I'm going to every time I talk, you know, what I have is a setup and it's going to yes. have a punchline. Oh, like one of them was like, oh, my my friend didn't get uh, it didn't get citizenship and he learned everything. He learned all the presidents, all the colors of the flag. He learned studied so hard, still didn't get his citizenship. Why not? Because he didn't learn English. But um, but exactly. Great. Everyone there. There's there's I know there's there's Horowitz. We don't know where he's from yet. I mean, is he uh, just Olsen. Jewish? Could be. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's Olson, who is from a Scandinavian country, and he talks yes. like yeah. the accent that they gave him is hurdy gurdy. Yeah, it was yeah. very. <laughs> they play very broad, and it's not good. <laughs> but there's a feeling of love and support with these four men. Yeah, I really like her. The scene starts with the teacher being like, okay, so like we're not doing anything else this class. We are helping him get citizenship. Like whatever was on the docket is off because we're focusing on our friend. Like, that's great. That's really, really sweet. I don't know if it's like, you know, efficient in terms of teaching, but really so, nice. But, but one thing from the previous scene did get, get brought through when I kind of I appreciated that this was that the first scene wasn't just a setup that didn't go anywhere. Oh yeah. The $50 that he, he got for the Washington bust. Well, Schultz has the idea that if you put it in a bank and getting a check, get a checking account, that's going to make you look better to the, the citizenship judge. Responsible, a contributing member of society. Just like, Oh, go do that. Business owner. You've, you know, you manage money. So So that's the next scene is the bank. The so we then bank. we go to the bank and that that they don't make bank tellers like that guy anymore. Like he looked he like looked, Cary Grant behind a bank. Like 
Well, again, yeah. the video quality was horrible. But... You looked at George Reeves, I thought. And I, had to, yeah, I had to yeah. double check to see if it was George Reeves, and it was not. I was not. like, God, handsome man in a suit at the bank, just there, like, cash my checks. There was a great uh, interchange between Luigi I loved and them. Yeah. the bank teller. They were... Um, where Luigi says, I'd like to talk to Mr. Case because it's Case's bank. Yes. And he goes, and the teller goes, Well, he's dead. And he goes, Okay, I'll wait. And then that's a little thing. And uh the teller says, Well, he's not coming in. He's not going to be back. And Luigi says, Well, how about Mrs. Case? And the teller says, Well, she's dead too. And Luigi goes, Who's who's minded the bank? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then like God, what does he say? Somebody like, yeah, I want to open a thing. How much money do you have? A thousand dollars. It's like, what I wish I had. I have 50. Uh, and then he like, you know, deposits it. But then he asks the question of like, so what do you, so what do you do with the money bank? And he's like, uh, we invest it. And then Luigi's like, what do you invest it in? And man, and then that chicken or the egg that he doesn't know. The banker doesn't know. Really? And it's it's actually really, it's really funny. So like, that is a thing that I do like that they did that. There are times where they get comedy out of flipping the status because this is Luigi intuitively uh, pointing out a major, like just flaw in, in American systems in a way. And, and it makes the person who initially thought that they had high status immediately they're low status and they are just confused rightfully yeah. so and it's cool that like luigi not being from here is actually like being like in that case is a good thing because it is allowing him to like see things and call yeah. things out uh if only it wasn't an irish person doing <laughs> i don't know uh so the teller says well let me talk to the vice president because i don't know where we invest it <laughs> the the vice president knows he, but he doesn't tell the teller. He says, just bring the guy bring over, over here. here. I, I, I'll i open his account. I'll answer his questions. And he gives a very long explanation about how funds are divested. And I didn't follow it. Oh, no, 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 Luigi didn't follow it. So it kind of, it kind of gets dropped, but he does get a free cigar. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, oh, are you having a baby? It's like, no. Because that's what I guess what you did at a bank in the 1950s. Just have cigars talk, just around. You talk to the vice president, get a free cigar. Yeah. Now, then they changed it to lollipops and like dog biscuits. Yeah. Um, wait, I don't even what smoke is the... cigars, but I kind of rather have the cigar. Like, I think that's that, that just shows that's... more class. Yeah, yeah. Um. So then he goes, then after that is when he goes back home. He goes back to... Well, Pasquale is Italian there, restaurant, right? Well, let's let's go back. There's not a lot happened with the the bank teller, but there were a couple couple good gags. Oh yeah, where he, he says the teller the um sorry the the vice president says even if it's fifty dollars, we'll open an account for you because as I always say, a small investor today is a big investor tomorrow. And Luigi says, "Well, I'll come back tomorrow." Yeah, <laughs> In his best Chico marks. Uh. <laughs> So that he does get he does get the the bank account opened. Yeah. And he gets his 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 first checkbook, which is pretty good. Remember checkbooks? I still have one. I mean, I think I'm stuck with Superman checks somewhere. 
Um, I bought <laughs> hundreds, a- hundreds, because you can only order them in like hundred packs or whatever. I I still use them. I I just used one uh, yesterday where um, I was buying a page of comic art from oh. Gotham Central, and the person who was selling it said. We'll do a check or we'll do PayPal, but it costs more if you use PayPal. And I just said, you know what? <laughs> I mean, let's just blow the dust off, get out the yeah. quill. But, you know, if in the time it takes to send a check and for them to cash it, I might have like another pay period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. Yeah, so, yeah, so there you, you know, go. Not coming out uh, of this. Is this when he goes back to? So, like, we actually get a, don't we get a scene between, uh, between Pasquale and like a customer? Yeah, we we move to this is the fourth location we've gone to. Yeah, that's also Third. like they're really running through the locations here. Yeah, we're uh, at Pasquale's uh, restaurant, and what uh, Luigi comes comes back and like Pasquale finds out he's got a checkbook, like he d- because he's got another scam to run. Yeah, jeez, a chance for <laughs> more mischief. And because- this one is really messed up, I think. And it's because it's illegal. And yeah. Pascali's <laughs> look, Pascali is a piece of shit. He just he, <laughs> he wants Luigi to be his best friend and, and and just, you know, I'm taking care of you. I was the one who brought you over here. I'm your friend. I'm your I'm and then he will screw him over at the drop of a hat to marry his daughter off. Yeah, he's like, Oh, so you know, oh, with that money, you could go on and pay get ahead on your rent. Why don't you write a check to me? Like right now, and then he like starts writing the check, but then he takes it away when he's like, "What amount?" Yeah, he's like, "I'll he's, finish he, this." He he put the amount in. He put his name in. He signed his uh the date because that was the most important thing. But it didn't say who it was to. Yeah, and he says, "Oh, I'll fill that in." Um, and it, it's it's that whole like, "Oh, I'm your friend." My heart is as this is awful. My heart is big as a baloney, and you can always have a slice. Yeah, (laughs) Alan Reed, ladies and gentlemen. Well, and then when Luigi's leaving, doesn't he say something like, "You're you're full of baloney." Yeah, he's like, (laughs) "I love you." You're full of baloney, and he's like, "Huh?" Sometimes somehow it sounds better when it comes out of my mouth or something. (laughs) So the scam. Oh God! Is that he is going to? write the judge's name in yeah. the uh two part of the check and he affixes and a letter writes a full uh, letter um it's like what well, well he it starts with he wants to say like i'm presenting this or i present this to you or something and he yes. asks how to spell your honor present. your majesty yeah <laughs> he's like how how do you spell present and then the smart guy at the table is like reading the newspapers like P-R-E-Z-N-T. And he's like, yeah, I didn't go to college. So, or so. yeah, As some that's... lame joke. But, yeah. But the scam, like he's like, hey, judge, I'm giving you 50 bucks. Ask me easy questions. Like, let's do this, man. Like, yeah, it's trying to basically bribing a judge on his behalf. Yes, because he knows that. If the judge denies him citizenship, his only way out is marrying Rosa. Why? Did, oh, and he wants her married off because of patriarchy. Exactly. Because there's nothing else she can do with her life besides be a wife. Okay, cool. He uh, wants so, to out of the house. So then we go to the courtroom. 
Yeah. New where new all of where all the dudes, all the dudes from the night school are like there, like front row, like they're watching Luigi about to do a drag performance at Albatross in a store. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I have ever seen a more supportive group of friends in that maybe community. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, willing like, to go to a courtroom in the middle yeah. of the day for citizenship. To help them out. They're all there. Um, and they're making little gags. Schultz says, hey, you know, oh, you, you smell great. What's that perfume? A French perfume. Is that evening in a pickle barrel? Yeah, I love that. Uh, <laughs> I did like that a lot. Schultz does kind of like big, goofy gags. And even if they're a little mean spirited, everyone's just like, oh, Schultz, he's he's funny. His heart's in the right place. Um, he was a big character uh, in the, the radio show. So he's a big character in the TV show. When the judge comes out and like Luigi comes up and is like Luigi Brasco. Uh, Brasco? Vasco. Vasco. Uh, when he comes up, the judge is like, oh, that's you? Uh, you're under arrest. Like, it's like immediate. Like, he already got it. He knows what's up, and he does not like Luigi uh, bribing him. Yeah, he's de- he, it was immediately denied. He wasn't arrested, yeah. which is. Oh, right. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was, he like was just, it was just denied. Didn't ask a question. You're denied. Um, But he, he gives a very, Luigi gives a very nice speech. He says, talks about how he always follows the rules. He says, when. He listened to the first time he listened to the radio. The guy on the radio said, "Don't touch that dial," and he never did. He never listened to any other <laughs> radio station. Um, he and says then, he goes he goes to the zoo and they have a sign that says, "Don't throw peanuts at the monkeys. Don't don't feed the monkeys." So what does he do? He throws the whole bag so they can feed themselves. <laughs> See, I miss a lot of that because um, the audio quality is very bad, and then also. His uh, accent is very thick. So. (laughs) Uh. Uh, But uh, luckily enough, his teacher is there to like help kind of like straighten things out. Like she even the judge even like goes off with her to like. Yeah. To get explained. Um, And then he figures it all out when he when uh, Pasquale comes in is like he comes in with the wife like with, with. the daughter being like, "Hey, yeah, Pasquale let's make this Pasquale has has given us our first look at Rosa, um, who you know this was not this is an unenlightened time. This was oh she's a very large person that equals funny. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. It's not. Yeah, but it's that's just, that's where the scene kind of goes." But then when the judge comes out and he asks Pasquale to spell present. Because he 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 suspects because Luigi says, oh, that's the check that I gave to Pascal for the rent. Yes. Yeah. And the judge says, how do you spell present? And Pascal says, P-R-E-Z-E-N-T. I went to college. Yep. Done. And then he's arrested and put on put on 30 days, 30 days in jail. To which Pasquale then says, I'm just trying to marry my daughter off, Your Honor. I I love him. Oh god. But yeah. I'm just really trying to to marry marry my daughter off. And the judge Jesus says Christ. The judge says, Is your daughter here? And she pops up and waves. And the judge says, Oh, the sentence is suspended. 
like with with a large person that is yeah because i am absolutely sure that all of the men that wrote and directed this episode are just like charles atlases all just adonis no one else no one wins in this yeah there there are no winners in here everybody just showed their whole ass except for i loved the teacher (laughs) the teacher's great the teacher stays the whole thing they liked her so much that she went on to my friend irma (laughs) work yeah uh and so but the the episode ends with him getting like him uh well the judge immediately starts asking him questions to which he's like i know everything about the flag red for this white for this blue for this states etc like great uh, and then the episode ends with him getting sworn in. I get sworn in. I don't know. He, him, you know, raising yeah. oath to America. And I just want to point out, he's saying the Pledge of Allegiance. And he does not say under God. That wasn't added until later. Yep. Wow. Kind of wild, right? I like that we kind of burn through that as fast as we could because it was it was a lot of a lot of awkwardness well so what i find more uh fun so there is a lot okay so here's like a oh my god here's a review i don't know i can read by bob foster from of this episode uh stop me when you have a, a something to say <laughs> uh, never having been a fan of life with luigi on radio we were somewhat reluctant about last monday night's video presentation of this story hmm. on the contrary we found the tv version the t version that has to be a typo of luigi an amusing well-produced and highly enjoyable bit of entertainment We've known for many years that J. Carol Nash was one of Hollywood's finest and most versatile actors, a native of Ireland. It seems somewhat ironic that he would become one of radio's top Italian. Uh, Nash's work on the radio version has been outstanding, although we found it hard to keep an interest. In television, however, Nash must memorize lines and act. <laughs> wow. Uh, he did both in the best traditions of show business. After seeing Life with Luigi, it is not difficult to figure out why Nation is considered one of Hollywood's top character actors. The supporting cast was outstanding, with Alan Reed playing the role of Pasquale, his overbearing and somewhat unscrupulous friend. His fine work in this role will be a great factor in making this series one of the top in television. Life with Luigi is another example of CBS TV's success at adapting radio formats. Jody Gilbert, playing the role of Buxom Rosa, the daughter of Pasquale, will bring a lot of laughs during the series. A number of very funny situations can be developed around Pasquale's efforts to get Luigi to take her as his helpmate. Nash, who did such an outstanding job in Metal for Benny in the movies, is still able to wring tears, bring laughter and suspense to his audiences almost as quickly as it takes to enumerate these emotions. Now, I want to I want to comment on that, too, because I think that. All the accents and stereotypes aside, I was impressed with. He did bring a very honest earnestness to the character yes. where I mean, when when things were when things were good, 
He was, it was obvious that he was happy and the character was having fun. When things were in trouble, you could see the panic. You could feel the panic. He brought Even that through the low quality kinescope, like kinescope yeah. to VHS to YouTube. We were watching now, like, yeah, he was really, really good. Um, uh, also good, this reviewer says, was the camera work was flawless throughout the entire 30 minutes, and the producers used <laughs> no less than five individual sets, something of a record. Despite the fact that the portrayal of immigrants is at best a delicate problem, Nation, his supporting stars, handled this problem in a sympathetic manner and gave these people who have made our country great plenty of respect. Some of the supporting roles were somewhat stereotyped and were used primarily for the dialect effect. It would appear that CBS has another hit on their hands. It looks very much as though this is CBS's year. Little did they know. So. <laughs> so that seems to me that uh, people, at, even when it came out, realized, look, this is a hot topic. This is, yeah. a, you know, we got to be careful about this. So it is canceled by January, like the after the Italian Americans are writing in or in not just people are writing in, uh, they yeah. cancel it. But then uh, in by April. This this news report comes out. Uh, Life with Luigi with a revamped format and an almost completely new cast will return to CBS uh, next Thursday night. Missing from the caster J. Carol Nash, who played the title role, role before the show went off the air several weeks ago, months ago. Uh, Alan Reed, the Pasquale of Yore, and Jody Gilbert, who played Rosa. I did, I mean, good on Jody Gilbert for, I guess, being a series regular. I thought she was just trotted out as a one. No, she was she was she was definitely good, a series regular. Good yeah. for that. Uh, replacing them, respectively, are Vito Scotti, pronounced Scotty, which I did not. Vito Scotti. <laughs> Vito Scotti. Um former stage actor now doing character parts in the movies supported by Thomas Gomez and Muriel Landers uh, sole survivor from the old group is Mary ship. who will continue as Miss Balding Luigi's night school teacher. Uh, and that's wild. So like what they did say, they recast him with an actual Italian. Yeah. Um, let me see. I have quotes on that, which are very interesting. <laughs> I, Yeah. I, I uh, you know what this reminds me of. Do you remember the show Sunnyside with Cal Penn? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where he's like a councilman. He's trying to help like a bunch of yeah. like new to town immigrants. That made me feel like that's what this was. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, not, but did not work. Uh, <laughs> it also did not work. <laughs> So uh, the, there was a profile written about him, him that's a personable young Vito Scotti, the striking Italian who comes into your living room and life with Luigi doesn't regard Luigi as a representative of all Italians. What he says is, I see him strictly as an individual. The show wasn't created, I'm sure, to have Luigi represent the Italian race. I see and try to enact Luigi as an immigrant who could have come from any foreign country. One who, like so many others, is seeking a new and happy life in America. Scotty himself is not foreign born, but not long after his birth in San Francisco, his mother took him and uh, Jerry, his brother, to Italy, where they lived for a time before returning to America. So Scotty has a firsthand understanding of the foreign mind, which he successfully imparts to Luigi. It doesn't feel better. It doesn't make well, me feel better about it. So well, they also, it also didn't make make audiences feel good about it because yeah, it didn't it last didn't that last. long. But they also um, they changed the character completely. So 
because also Vito Scotty was 21. So they cast like a young, I'm maybe hot. I don't know. I didn't look up a picture. A 21 year old uh, to play him. And so the CBS's Harry Ackerman said this, uh, Luigi finally is what he's supposed to be a sensitive Italian, not a, and not a push cart peddler. Oh, um, Scotty is confessing that the role came very easily. He revealed I've lived with a feminine Luigi for a long time. My mother. Yeah. So, so yeah. So like, you know, they tried to do the right thing. He is very handsome, like conventionally handsome. Um, you might go for him. Yeah, Audiences too. didn't. <laughs> no, Audiences yeah. didn't because it only lasted another uh, seven episodes. Yeah, God. So, do you want some uh, more mustache facts? <laughs> Just so file them on. This is well, I'm we already, already uncomfortable. We already talked about the ratings. One in three TV sets in America were tuned into this episode. Uh, ended up being number thirteen for the season. The CBS Monday Night lineup that this was part of was. The Perry Como Show, Lux Video Theater, Old Arthur Godfrey's Talent Scouts, I Love Lucy, and then Life with Luigi. After Dark. After Dark. <laughs> and then uh, the top five shows of the season, because I couldn't find weekly ratings, uh, were Texaco Star Theater at number five, Dragnet at number four, Arthur Godfrey and his friends at number three, and number two, Arthur Godfrey's Talent Scouts. And number one was I Love Lucy. Duh. Um, what so, by our own rules, we should have done another I Love Lucy episode, but this we did not choose this episode because we're like, oh, let's make ourselves uncomfortable and and put ourselves in hot water. More <laughs> like we just did an I Love Lucy episode, literally five. The, it was the last episodes. 50s, yeah, the last 50s episode yeah. we did. So, oh boy, uh, what are you watching tonight though? Uh, on ABC, they're running the movie Detour. The life of Al Roberts, a pianist in a New York nightclub, turns into a nightmare when he decides to hitchhike to Los Angeles to visit his girlfriend. Hmm. On CBS, we got Life with Luigi. J. Carol Nash stars as, as an Italian immigrant struggling to understand America. And on NBC, we have Robert Montgomery Presents. The episode title, There Was a Diamond Ring. A man tries to save a crumbling marriage with a diamond ring, but only after it is lost does happiness become associated with the pretty bauble. Huh. <laughs> See, I would... I, what, what was on NBC? Uh, that NBC is the diamond ring Robert uh. Gunn presents. ABC is the movie Detour. Because has... other times, Bob Hope's Pepsodent Hour was running against life with luigi so i'm kind of like on any other night it would have been bob hope no but i'm gonna go with detour if if those are the choices detour uh i mean it okay so i say if i am me as i am right now this immature man child who is not allowed to like reach any type of maturity due to like not forgiving uh debts and etc uh, and, and constant recession and job instability, I'm watching Life with Luigi because I'm a comedy person. But if I am the me, the 39-year-old of Bob Newhart's kind, if I'm a 39-year-old who is a professional, who wears suits, who has an adult life and does adult things and has an adult's bank account, I'm watching Robert Montgomery Presents because I'm a classy man. And there was a diamond drink. My wife has plenty. <laughs> 
Whoops. <laughs> oh God. Because you'd, you'd be heavily in the closet in 1952. Absolutely. Um, right. I would not be <laughs> detour. Let me tell you about a detour. <laughs> Detouring down <laughs> to uh, the village every Friday night. <clears throat> from from our home, from our home up in Ossining. Yeah. No. I mean, I yeah. Uh, so on IMDb, literally no one has rated this nothing. What would you rate this episode of television? Uh, offensive to all. <laughs> no winners. In, in a. Uh, Sorry, you are not a winner. God. Oh, I'm just going to say it is wild watching television that aired at the same time of I Love Lucy because I Love Lucy is so light years, light years beyond anything else that we have watched from the 50s. Mm. Uh, honestly, I think the I think we did an Ozzy and Harriet episode, Tutti Fruity Ice Cream, that came close to touching that. But man, it's just is really why even just like the actual quality of literally everything from sets to costume to film to every like it's yeah. just nuts. Uh, so I give this a two. No, <laughs> I yeah I, I don't know. I I like I mean like four, four five. Like I mean what? I did laugh at Schultz. It did have five sets. Yeah, or some sort five of record. sets. A record, honestly, and uh, I don't know if anyone's heart was in the right place for this. It, there's, there's sometimes where you kind of like see someone getting into like a bad situation professionally, and you're like, "That's because you're under contract, and you have to do something shitty." This yeah, is yeah. just kind of like everybody just along the along the line just had bad idea. Yeah. Cause I don't think, I think they thought Italian immigrants are funny. So I'll write this. And it was, it wasn't coming from, I want people to sympathize and feel for Italian immigrants. It was coming from, they're funny. They have a weird, I'm, 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 I'm assuming. And I think that's right. Well, you uh, know, it's, it, you do have to remember that like, there was still a lot of immigration at the, mm-hmm. at the country that was happening, there was a lot of, you know, you're talking about second generation immigrants watching TV in 1952 who had yeah. come over um, beginning of the beginning of the century. And this is probably a, at least a situation comedy that can be relatable to some people. I mean, you think about how many people had to go through citizenship tests. Yeah, it was. it's cool that that was century. You know. I like that that was part of a sitcom in 1952. Uh, could have been more authentic. I don't know. They know, took they, it and they took it seriously and not in a way that. Um, see, if, if I was imagining someone taking a citizenship test on TV now, I think it would be very, very different. I think I mean, that, I, I'm sure it's oh, happened. that happened on Broad City. Um, I feel like. Yeah, I know Broad City definitely did an episode, but I can't think of any uh, other ones. Um, they probably would have handled it differently. They wouldn't have tried to bribe a judge. No, Maybe I don't. I don't uh, know. He's edgy who, now, you know. Yeah. Bribe who had the must-see performance? I'm saying Schultz. I'm saying uh, Pascale. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm saying Rosa. I'm gonna say Rosa because okay. she's in. I, she she can do no wrong in my eyes because she was in. Uh, I'm pu- I'm tilting the camera up. Oh yeah, Johnson's Hell's a Poppin', and I love that film. And must other people see this episode of television? Oh no, no, no Brett, no, 
no. We shouldn't have watched this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm also worried about when we get to the 1980s and what the number one sitcom of that decade is because it might end up being another we shouldn't have watched this. I'm talking about Miami Vice. Uh, there's always room for cello. Uh, I'm talking about the Cosby show. Jello oh. pudding. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, we'll see. We'll see Ooh. what happens. I have vowed to not do that show on unless I find someone who is a super fan who has themselves uh, reckoned with the reckoning. Because I think that's an interesting conversation. That's, to have. I mean, that's going to be a discussion for another day. I, I would be but. I would be OK going along with that rule if you if you would. I'll do. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. We ain't beholden to no one yet. Ain't no one giving us money. <laughs> yeah, we already broke with the format of of the the top rated show of the decade in our first episode of this. Yeah, who cares? This run. So yeah, who cares? Uh, yeah. So we'll be doing Alf. No, we'll see. Um, I'll be crunching those numbers. Uh, yeah. So where can people find you on the internet if they want to uh sculpt you check me out on instagram ethan k55 i am on blue sky yeah ethank.bluesky.whatever they're going to have to stop that they They gotta fix that they had that is not tenable that's ridiculous and if i swear if that is some sort of like mastodon server nonsense <laughs> normal people don't want that it doesn't you just make... want a site you go you say your name is this i don't like <laughs> I, I i'm posting on it but i'm also kind of like yeah i guess like I don't know if anyone is. No one's following me. No one's. No. No one's giving me a thumbs up, like yeah. on anything. So it's kind of like yeah, it's fine. I'll open it and look, and it's it's nice to have a scroll that lasts ten seconds and be like, okay, I've seen that. Cool, we're done. Yeah, that's nice in a way. I'm um, following like five people, and you're you and Seb are two of them. So there we go. Uh, <laughs> and y'all can follow me on Blue Sky at Brett White. And then that all that nonsense. And also on Instagram at, at Brett White and uh, Twitter at, at Brett White. Um, and then, yeah, go check out Barb Hardley's performances on uh, all of Barb Hardley's social and the YouTube. Yeah. Um, next week, we'll be back with the top rated sick. OK, what do we I don't know what it is. And I'm like, what do we think it is? Oh, sitcoms of the 60s. Andy Griffith show is what Andy I'm going to show. Ozzy and Harriet, maybe Phil Silvers or the Phil Silvers. <laughs> oh, man, you got to think about we They go color halfway through. Yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be Andy Griffith. Maybe bewitched in the average, but I don't know. I'm probably well. Family affair. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Still waiting for that challenge. We'll anyone. Watch. We'll watch a funny episode of Family Affair if one exists. Which we don't believe it does. The one we saw was about child death. A child dying. We can't we we can't let that be our only exposure to Family Affair. All, all, and all the child actors on that show had horrible lives. And it was a Christmas episode. And Brian Keith was like, I want to be here as little as possible. So please let me film all my scenes for the entire season at once. <laughs> I don't know. So he could peace out. Wild show. Wild show. Brian Keith's still hot. 
Um, <clears throat> yeah, so that is everything. Uh, thanks uh, to Acast for hosting the podcast. Thanks to everyone. Please rate and review in iTunes. Subscribe on uh, YouTube. Get into it. Uh, get get committed because we are. Um, and I mean that's probably it for must have seen TV this week. The regrettable episode, Life with Luigi. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.